okay, guys, we don't know where Miss Frizzle is. The bus crashed into this desert island. We need to find food, shelter, water, and to make a fire. Now, there's eight of us, so we should be able to handle all that before the sun goes down. Hey, maybe there's some coconuts in those palm trees. Did you know that palm trees grow because chlorophyll allows them to eat sunlight and turn it into energy? Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, let's get the coconuts then. Um, Tim, why don't, why don't you handle that? Oh, that's pretty high up. I don't know. I don't know if I can reach that far. You know, it, it said that Isaac Newton discovered gravity when an apple hit him on the head. Maybe we'll figure out how to get off this island if we shake the tree. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Guys, I think you're getting a little distracted. Wow, look at the water rising. You know, it's probably an effect of the tides, because the moon is being pulled more strongly to our position on the Earth. Guys, the moon, the tides don't matter right now. We need to focus on survival, practical matters. I wonder if there's a volcano on this island. Would that be better? You know, lots of native peoples used to worship volcanoes, but in actuality, they're just incredibly fascinating phenomenon of of our mother earth okay great well maybe we can find some some native tribe people and, and they can help Uh-oh. us it looks like it might rain do you know that the co2 cycle is very important in rain clouds okay fine if it's about to rain we should really seek shelter guys stop just standing around and looking at things hello class i'm here again oh thank goodness miss frizzle you can save us you can there's a lot to learn about this island oh. now that we're all here oh, no. look at these fossils well, let's not linger here too long or we'll all be washed up. Carlos! Seatbelts, everyone! Please let this be a normal field trip with a friend. No way! Cruising on down Main Street, you're relaxed and feeling good. Next thing that you know, you'll see it. Octopus in the neighborhood, surfing on the sound wave, swinging through the stars. Not bad. <laughs> Don't tell me it's another field trip. Oh. <laughs> oh hell. <laughs> she. <laughs> she. <laughs> another school bus trip with the frizz. You gotta be wack. Say what? <laughs> um. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> let's do. All right. Class, <laughs> yes. this, is, this, is, this is Ben and Zane Sit on the Carton We're about to educate you. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut up, Frank. This, this is the Carton Cast with uh, your hosts. Uh, my name is Ben. And my name is Zane. Yeah, the uh, the Carton Cast. Take chances, make mistakes. A lot of them. <laughs> get, get messy. Um, get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> we review old cartoons Talking and inject our is against the rules. The rules, golly! Uh, oh boy. Um, yes, we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults, um, or in Miss Frizzle's case, as older children. <laughs> right. And um, today we are talking about, of course, the Magic School Bus, a whimsical adventure. Yeah, it's our first foray into kind of an educational animated show sure. i think 
Did we have any before? I feel like we might have. Um, I mean, I, I, I found Cousin Skeeter very educational. <laughs> very informative of racial dynamics <laughs> in in a post-puppet America. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but nothing that was, like, deliberately uh, looked at, at, like, the design to be educational. Not not so focused as this. Sure. And I think uh, as we as we go through this show, we're going to... We're going to have to look at it on both merits. We're going to have to take <laughs> it as an educational experience and as an entertainment experience. Because I found it, it yeah. It, 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 it does both, but you can look at it separately. Right, and if you were to look at this as just a piece of entertainment, it would fall a little bit short because <laughs> that, wasn't really the, uh, that wasn't really the intent, and it's not fair to judge it on those merits. Sure. But uh, yeah, speaking of which, let's get into what the Magic School Bus is all about. <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, the Magic School Bus ran on PBS Kids. On from, PBR Kids. That's eh, not right. From 1994 to 1997, which I thought it was much earlier. I thought this was an 80s um, cartoon. I think we're frequently surprised at how young we actually are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was adapted from the children's book by Joanna Cole and Bruce Degen. And it was mm-hmm. produced by Scholastic Entertainment. And actually, uh, there's going to be a new series, The Magic School yeah. Bus 360 Degrees, which will be They're on... rebooting it in a 2016 for Netflix, I believe. Yeah, it's going to get a gritty reboot. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for, like, Carlos to be slumming in the in like the criminal <laughs> underbelly that is whatever, wherever the hell Miss Frizz's class is. <laughs> uh, they're all just going to yep. be on their phones the whole time. It'll be like Breaking Bad, actually. <laughs> It was they already become like meth dealers. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> they were breaking bad constantly, especially Carlos. Yeah, Carlos breaking bad puns. <laughs> oh snap! Um, so yeah, what uh, what is this show about exactly? Well, this show is about this elementary school class uh, headed by one Miss Frizzle, who uses an anthropomorphic government issued transformer <laughs> for the mundane purpose of teaching the kids about science. Hmm. Am I wrong in that? No, that's. That's that's fair. I'm not quite. And, you know, this is <laughs> where does she get that bus? <laughs> so it's you know the the thing is, and they're telling you right in the title. Don't worry about the mechanics of this show. It's a magic school bus. Yeah, it's magic, and we're using it to learn about science. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, no, I actually found that really um really charming. Yeah, it, because you know there's certain scientific concepts that kids at a, it will just will not get. And so it's telling it, you to hand wave the actual plot of this so you can focus on the actual science that they're trying to get well, across. Well, the plot and some of the more difficult details. Um, so, you know, they, they did <laughs> like a... Like building a functioning robot? Uh, did you watch the robot one as well? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did watch the they, robot one. They get the structure fine, but then the brain, they kind of hand wave it as, well, it, it magically came to life. You don't need to know super advanced techno circuitry yeah. emulating a human brain. <laughs> Monty just, you know, pointed his ring at it and you know, gave it the power of heart to make it come to life. Did I tell you about um, a student who who was trying to come up with an invention? I think an assignment or something was like to, to invent something that would benefit humanity. Mm. And their idea was to make a robot that could do all kinds of, you know, household tasks, but could also like think and feel and love and, and support and mentor you. And at this point... Oh, I know how to make one of those. And at this point I said... With your dick. I, I said, um, do you realize you've just invented slavery? just that's just crushing the dreams that's not bad (laughs) it's pretty rough to try to ask kids to invent shit because you know logistics gets in the way of our innocence every single time um in a way that this show uh, again back to this show (laughs) 
logistics do not get in the way of, you know, the imaginative spirit of kids and their predisposition towards scientific concepts. Right. Uh, all children not all start kids, as... But it's fine. Kids kind of have this natural curiosity about them, and if the concepts sure. are not too overly difficult, it's, you know, you can have a fun time exploring them. Absolutely. Um, and let's talk about who has a fun time exploring them, if you'd like. All right. Well, there's a large cast and crew. Most yeah, of the kids are pretty how... interchangeable. Yeah, there's a couple exceptions. Sure. But for the most part, they are like adjective hamster, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or ethnicity hamster, I suppose. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this, again, takes the real Captain Planet approach to diversity. Yeah, get one of everything. No one will accuse yep. you of being racist and just don't even it's worry about it. It's actually better than Captain Planet because they don't even have like, uh, they don't have accents or talk about, you know, Mother Russia all the time. Sure. Right. You know, they, they they just act like a class of kids, what happened to be black and brown, et cetera. Yeah. That's which is fun. Yeah. Some of them. No, that's really great, actually. Yeah. Because it it's not emphasizing it, which makes it a lot more tasteful. And it really does, I mean, for, for young children who are watching this, it really does benefit them to, to see a character that is representative of them, of, of their own cultural group. Yeah. It's to see a black kid not talking about Nigeria. <laughs> That's re that was really refreshing in a way that made me sort of sad, <laughs> you know. We've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way going back from our current age to 1994. <laughs> um, um, so I think we should first and foremost talk about uh, Ms. Frizzle, the Frizz. Because <laughs> that's no way. That's right. She drives well the bus and the entire plot. <laughs> Good stuff. Sometimes the kids drive the bus. It's terrifying. Uh, I don't know if she actually does drive that bus, because, again, it can think and feel for itself. How old are these kids? How old is the bus? <laughs> this is an That's ancient really... relic on yeah. on the Order of the Infinity Stones. Did, Lu did uh, did, uh, uh, what's his face? Not Louis Sacker. Who am I thinking of? Shia LaBeouf find it? Buried in a cave somewhere? Wouldn't be surprised. I would be pleasantly surprised. It's the it's the national treasure. Nicholas Cage got the keys off mm -hmm. on the back of the Constitution. <laughs> oh man, we're we're mixing a few too many <laughs> blueberries into this into this pie. <laughs> let's 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 back up a bit. So, so Miss Frizzle, I thought of as sort of the cousin Skeeter of this world, in that reality sort of bends to her whim. Absolutely, um, she just imposes her will on the universe around her, and it bends to her one need of going on field trips to teach these kids about various science concepts. Right. And, and you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, you like to think that she's planned out these great trips ahead of time, but since the Some bus... Of them she does. But since the bus kind of drives itself, she could just be, like, a puppet of the bus. Like... Oh! <laughs> not not like, a, like a literal puppet, but, like, I could imagine, like, somebody just being, like, really high and just, be like, going on rides and telling the kids, yo, check this shit out. I like the puppet thing a little bit better. Um, <laughs> like she's a first of all because I'm predisposed to puppetry now. Second of all because you remember in Invader Zim there was a cut episode um, that didn't didn't ever make it off the off the floor that um, the pack that's on Zim's back is actually Zim and his body is just what moves the pack around. That's horrifying. I, right. I was traumatized enough by the ones Oregon that, episode by the ones that did get released. Yeah, <laughs> but that it's sounds awesome. Rough. It, isn't it? I don't mm -hmm. mind that concept. Yeah. Um, nor do I miss Frizzle. Um, but, there's yeah. So I uh, I've met this girl many times in real life. Really? This, yeah. Like she's just kind of 
a girl who never really figured out what she wanted to study in college. She just liked learning. Okay. And then went into education for, for kids because, you know, that's, and, and I don't mean any offense by this, but it's a little bit scholastically easier than picking a, picking one academic profession. Sure. I thought you meant that you knew people who had a blatant disregard for anyone's safety or comfort. You have to admit that her, you can't argue with results. <laughs> I, I did wonder if the kids had to sign like a warrant to get into her <laughs> class, though. A waiver? Yeah, that's probably what I meant. You're thinking about 80s hair metal bands. It's okay. I'm thinking about Jimmy Stewart still. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so. But she she's unflappable. Like, they're about to get. Except for her dress. Right, which. <laughs> Which, damn. <laughs> Looking good today, Ms. Frizz. Damn, Frizz. No, let's, I'm going to straighten those curls. Um, I uh, was looking for fan theories about Magic School Bus, oh, yeah. and it auto-completed fan fiction. I'm like, I don't I don't need this. <laughs> I'm okay with Magic School Bus where it resides in my <laughs> mental state already. We're okay. Yeah. But um, she herself is just like, she's not phased by anything like they're about to get eaten by a t-rex and she's just like hey this is let's a... remember t-rexes everybody no it's like this is a great opportunity to research the t-rex's digestive system yep like it's kind of classic will... frizzle it, it's willy wonka-esque you know in a way yeah. just kind of like no it's okay people get hurt do not ruin the illusion this is my candy fortress <laughs> and then Ralphie comes up at the end and asks her if she if he can have a bathroom break, and she says, "You get nothing, <laughs> not a good day, sir." Yeah, mm, that was a fun joke to make, even though it really didn't. That's need pretty to, much the that's as far as I could go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's I I don't mind this character. No, she's definitely what the show needs. She is a catalyst for the kids to learn, kind of on their own. Like she's very into this inquiry yeah. based version of of learning like she's definitely the the uh, montessori school of education sure let the kids you know decide what they want to learn as as though 90 percent of kids wouldn't be like i want to learn about video games no like honestly i'm i'm not certain that that is what they would do i i think that given a setting in which you can go to outer space Kids would be like, oh, yeah, let's go to outer space. We could learn some stuff about outer space. That'd be right. cool. Which is why this works. But you Which also, is why it works, yeah. You also have to remember there's only eight kids, and they're all very interested in what's going on. How do you think this, uh, how do you think this reflected on the audience watching it? Like, in, in what way? Well, do you think that the kids were, people watching this were drawn in enough by the creativity, the imagination that this show brought to science concepts that they didn't care about that they actively sought them out afterwards? Absolutely. I think so too. I don't know how effective it was. I mean, but the, I'm sure, I'm sure it happened. The concepts are enough that you know, there there's not a lot in this show that you could learn if you've already gone through like eighth grade. Yeah, granted, if you've been paying attention. Um, yeah, that's true. I like the way a lot of it's phrased because it's all analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like too much air in a balloon, and then something bad happens. Yeah, it it really helps to have that visual. Um, I've always you know, tried to put together good visuals. I'm not very good at, like, organizing things on paper. Let's see what happens to Keisha when we inject heroin into her bloodstream. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing you can get away with in a cartoon, but not really. Um, <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> a very special episode of the Magic School Bus. Yeah. Didn't that one episode of the Magic School Bus got, get banned when Ralphie tried to drink beer and tried to coax all the other kids into drinking beer? That sounds familiar, yeah. But, um... Yeah, but she Frizz really is 
just a, a way of getting the kids access to the world, the fantasies that they want. This is an excellent teacher yes. for, for that age group. She's just excited about science. She's excited. She passes on her enthusiasm. She connects the kids to what they need, and then she stays out of the way. Exactly. And encourages It's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you want this teacher. Yeah, absolutely. She has an outfit for every occasion. Like, she's really into learning for learning's sake. Yep. And really into watching the kids just figuring it out for themselves. Yeah. Her outfit all the way down to her earrings changes depending on what they're learning that day. All the way down. You know, that makes it sound like it's just a hat <laughs> and earrings that changes and then just like the same dress every day. It's not really a costume. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, there's some fun backstory with her um, that I was trying to pick apart in oh, yeah? that episode. Yeah, the one where she goes to the bus onautics mechanic. Mm-hmm. And and it suggests, like, an education, like, where she was, like, a grease monkey for three years before opening up a school or whatever. Oh, she's done everything. She played in a rock band. She uh, <laughs> invented a hamburger. I don't know. She did, like, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> she invented a hamburger. She, did, she, could, she can invent hamburgers. That's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Frizz as a youth, like, growing up in a society that is not as enthusiastic about science as she is, and just kind of like she gets spat on by the other girls. No, no. Like, like her uh, nose in a book, With you know? Miss Frizzle as, like, a kid from an earlier generation, like the magic school buggy, and, like, they're going, <laughs> they're going down to the local blacksmith shop. <laughs> like, I wonder how the sword heating up affects what the sword is made of. Ooh, let's, <laughs> let's have this horse ride into it. Well, young lady Frizz. But, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing something about her backstory, but again... That it would not be a education show mindset. Right. Education show mindset is we have the characters, the multitude and variety of the characters allow you to move the plot along and have a pretty decent dialogue in doing so. Um, and the character of Miss Frizz, like you said, she presents the topic and gets out of the way. Yeah. And that's what you want in an education show. And then you right? see the kids take over, which is also very empowering. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's um, talk a little bit about these kids. I only I only want to talk about one of them, um, <laughs> well, which is Arnold. Okay. Well, the kids in general, first off. Um, okay. They all like they are technically characters, but really they all serve the same function. Um, Be excited about science and talk about it a little bit, right? You know, I would say about fifty percent of their dialogue is just exposition and an explanation of how stuff works. And then That's another true. 40% is just interaction and things that anybody could say. And then the remaining 10% is like character-specific catchphrase. I like that second part where it's character interaction. <laughs> yeah. Because it's showing kids how it, what is a reasonable way to interact with your, with your fellow classmates in a learning environment that doesn't like disrupt the flow of learning. Yeah. Like, maybe you can crack a joke or two, but you generally want to work together to fix this problem. When we work together, it's much better. <laughs> ham, 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 taro. That's right. Yep. Um, so, uh, Which, again, I, just, specifically? Like, just like yeah. in ham, taro, I kind of want to know what would happen if they put somebody just completely antisocial into the mix. Or if the kids just started shitting everywhere and <laughs> like on all the desks. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone down this road. Uh, yeah, that was your you bad. Talk about you knew Arnold. what was going to happen. He's the, uh, he's the ginger. Yeah, <laughs> token ginger student. <laughs> the whiny, frightened child. Possibly Mrs. Frizzle's son. Um, and well, whatever. But uh, I always saw him as as the nephew, actually. Yeah, I could see that. You know, with a wacky aunt. But a Arnold's sort of an un- unenthusiastic student. I think I think his function is supposed to be the for the audience to see him and say, what a boring nerd this guy is. <laughs> you know? They see him and they're like, 
this is not a cool kid. Look at how much he doesn't feel like being on this field trip. He wants to go on boring field trips. He's not interested in science. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to provide that sort of foil to the excited, more fun-to-watch kids. Mm -hmm. Although, to be honest, Arnold was my favorite. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just because he's relatable. I suppose so. Yeah, he's he's very hesitant to join into the mix. Did you see the end of the first episode? Uh, what happened? Remind me. He commits suicide on Pluto. That's correct. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? Not really. I'd like to just leave it in there without context. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. He does get better. <laughs> that is, it's not important. I stopped watching at that point. I like the idea like, of you get loving a character who shows up only in the pilot episode and promptly commits <laughs> You're like, I loved him. He was my favorite character. The second, the second episode is all just, um, <laughs> is, just is, is all just a funeral, and and uh, she talks about uh, like Miss Frizzle talks about funeral rites for early Aboriginals or something like that. Wow, <laughs> not not great. Zane, what else do you have to say about the other kids? Um, well, uh, w one of the ones that people remember the most, I think, was Carlos. Mencia. Um, nope. Really? Uh, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos I thought it was. is known as the kid who kind of just makes puns a lot. He's the class clown. Sure. And I think this is actually the most educational thing they do in this show. Is the to, puns? Is to teach kids, like, okay, kids, know that there are near infinite ways to alter the meaning of words, and that no mm -hmm. matter how good they are, people will always hate you. <laughs> that is an interesting bit of experience to get from this show. <laughs> I thought it, that the use of really good science puns was a good way to make this a very fun-loving atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're doing that gentle ribbing afterward. They're like, Carlos. But they do that for, I think, pretty much everybody at one point or another. Yeah, they make fun of their odd personality quirks that are just there so you can tell the kids apart. Sure. But they're fairly believable. Like, these are believable kids. Yeah. Despite being that interested in school, they're pretty believable. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple other side characteristics you know phoebe always compares things to oh at my old school we never used that'll to come do, back we never <laughs> used to do this fancy stuff like getting eaten which is why she was not which is why she was called from the from the herd before <laughs> they were made into the planeteers right um <laughs> we'll talk about that though there's ralphie whom is TJ. a visiting character from recess <laughs> right it's clearly tj right it's the same character <laughs> Okay, it's not just me then. <laughs> no, like, I immediately saw it. Yeah, yeah, backwards baseball cap. I really, uh, I really like him. He's just shit eating so, grin. He's so impulsive. Like, yeah. he gets into danger a lot. A little bit, a little doughy. He's got sort of a Tobey Maguire doughiness to him. Yeah. Um, and the rest yeah. are kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they don't, they don't really, they don't really hit that hard. Which you know, the, the important parts of the show are not character based. Sure. They are. Um, the uh, adventure. Yeah, based, I, I wanna I wanna talk more about the 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 uh, the tone now, if you want. Well, um, it depends on if you consider the bus a character. I guess we should probably talk about the bus. It is a magic school bus. I guess that's really all that it is. It, it it expresses like apprehensiveness or sadness based on certain yeah it's situations it's, it's that got a, to it's it, got though. facial it has a face like yep. eyes and such and a tongue yeah well it's got one of those bus tongues <laughs> perfect know? for you know car washes i don't know if you ever like broke had your car break down on the highway or something but the first thing that anyone asks you if they pull over <laughs> and you're like asking for a jump is like uh, did you look under its bus tongue 
<laughs> you gotta put your thermometer in there. <laughs> see, see, see the coloration under the bus tongue. <laughs> Pretty good. Bus tongue is fun to say. <laughs> bus tongue. Bus tongue. Um. Yeah, but aside bus from tongue? that, there aren't really any characters, um, or at least none that show up frequently. You know, you occasionally get, oh, the principal showed up, or oh, yeah, somebody's, there's all, somebody's brother. There's that lizard. Yeah, there's the lizard who's an accessory, pretty much. And there's yeah, that... just just Miss Frizz is familiar. <laughs> there's there's that um, skeleton that moves in the background. <laughs> I don't. Is what is that like a? It's just is a... That like. Is like is that like Shelly from uh from Adventure Time? Maybe it's just a or, skeleton. And then that, Nerven like, from Freakazoid. It's just a skeleton uh, model that moves around sometimes. All right, I don't really understand the significance of that, but it's fine. It's just fun to look at. Which leads us into tone and genre, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is that, uh, again, it's very fun-loving atmosphere. Um, and like I said, it is not really about the characters. Like, no. the kids are all fairly reasonable and kind, but this show is definitely more about spectacle and the message. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, I think this show is a great victory for focus. The developers knew exactly what they were trying to do and just nailed it. Yeah, because the the visuals are very very strong, very eye catching, and the you know just the idea of like we're going to the bottom of the ocean, we're going to space, we're going on a sound wave, yeah. um, and then you know they just slip in these science facts, and you know they're obvious to us now, but at the time it was you know just slides right in there. Yeah, I I have nothing to add. I I think that I just think that the the show really really nailed what it was trying to do. And I know that the show is wildly popular, so there's something to be said for success there. Oh, sure. I mean, you compare this to something like uh, Bill Nye and his show, mm-hmm. and I actually think this is, is better. I think so, too. It, it, it's just more accessible to children. It's more accessible, and they're better, I think, at getting to the concepts. Yeah, I, I guess the other show is more like, look at Bill Nye, isn't he cool? And this one's like... Look at science, isn't it cool? Yeah, yes, the old Daily Show Colbert Report dichotomy. That's right. Stole it right from Bill Nye. <laughs> um, like every good idea. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this show is less PSA than you'd expect for something aimed so aimed so heavily at children. Yeah, they're not trying to say, "Hey, guys, you know, use this knowledge to do X, Y, Z." It's just, yeah, guys, the power l- is yours. Learning's fine. Enjoy it. Like, yeah, look this at the cool science stuff. Yeah. And Discovered. the kids are all pretty nice already. They they don't have glaring character flaws like Otto. You know, they're they're not like assholes most of the time and have to be put in their place. Sure. They might have like a friendly bet going between a couple of the characters, but you never have that like I'm sorry for acting this way, let's hug it out thing at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Yeah. This is a well integrated Yeah, again, it just has great focus. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that uh as far as it being like animation be you, you said that Bill Nye did a similar thing, but I do think that uh, animation is a way more. Is it's a way more. Um, it's a way better medium for children's entertainment or edutainment. Absolutely, it's it's a lot easier to understand the concepts, and a lot of the times you have to show something, and it's a lot easier to animate it than building like a whole model. Yeah, and and, and you know in. You know, logistics aside, it's also just that, you know, bright colors and sharp, uh, sharp character designs and just, you know, this level of abstraction helps bolsters the excitement that the students have. Like, imagine a real life cast of children being excited about science. (laughs) 
be it would again be a little less lo- believable, right? Yeah. Even though it's real life stuff. Like I'm learning a lot from Cousin Skeeter right now. I mean, have you ever tried to get children to act? No, have you? I assume you have. <clears throat> um, none this young, but that was a good throw clear. Thank you. Leave leave that one in, just so that everyone knows, <laughs> like what we have to deal with in our editing process. Because <laughs> all right, you don't have to. I'm just joking. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm. <clears throat> I'm sick as well, so don't worry. Anyway, it's all good. Um, what were they, what were we saying? I don't remember. Do you want to jump into animation? No, not yet. Great. Um, <laughs> getting kids to act—that's that's what we there were talking you, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people say you know if they're watching a movie with a child actor, they say, "Oh, they did a pretty good job for a child actor." Like the bar is so much yeah. lower. Agreed. Although, um, in you know the animated works we've done. We've heard really great child voices. It must just be too complex a thing for most children to be able to pull off to do it in real life. Sure. Plus, a lot of the children are voiced by, you know, adults. Christine Cavanaugh. Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> one, correct. One specific adult. But um, <laughs> the other aspect of the tone of this show is, you know, we, we, we've been kind of praising its educational ability. How is it as an actual entertainment show? What do you think? kind of kind of bland it is a little bit kinda bland samey it, it, it maybe not samey i i think that the variety of the environments is, is enough to endear the actual plot lines for me sure um it's not comedy so i can't like look at the individual scenes i have to look at the entire thing mm. and uh you know, the entire thing is just drawing focus to the science. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's not, not really that entertaining. It's not a conflict-driven show. Mm-mm, it's an exploration show. Mm-hmm. And it works because the things that they're exploring are, are pretty cool. Yeah, it's like Planet Earth. You don't really enjoy watching it, but you appreciate that you did. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Did you notice any sort of um, successes or failures in the things that they looked at specifically, like in any given subject matter? Oh, like uh, just like fact-checking? No, just like were there things that you thought they explored better than others? Uh, I'm, I'm. Give me an example because I don't quite understand what you mean. So when I was watching, I noticed they were really good at explaining biological stuff, some earth science, some astronomy. But when it came to like more complicated physics or chemistry, it kind of they they were not very good, and so they focused more on the plot, which I think weakened any given episode. Yeah, it, it's it's a more they're more abstract sciences and less uh animatable concepts so that yeah, is agree. to be expected yeah i mean you can you can go back in time and see some dinosaurs you can go inside a person two three times i don't know how many times they did it but yeah that never As really, gets really old. paved the way huh <laughs> yeah that really really works so it you know these kids by the time they're getting into you know middle school high school know all about the human body <laughs> a lot about you know uh, the earth and the water and the stars and all that and very little else yeah these are like mythbusters kids like they don't have any training in rigor like if, if you ask them to be engineers or something they wouldn't have a clue what to do these are actually like really it's if the kids learn like this the entire way through school they're not going to be able to function as adults it's worse than that they don't know <laughs> math they don't know how to read or write like <laughs> They also don't have any common sense because you have <laughs> right. to you have to reset them to zero for every episode mm-hmm. so that they can figure out the same things again and again. Right. 
so this is not the best way to teach someone. I mean, it's fun once in a while, but it's not. It's, it's supplementary. You do need rigor. I did like one episode yeah. where they were doing a um a show and tell, and they had to like use the scientific method. Like Arnold found something in like his you know aunt's box in her basement, and he was like, "Check this like out." A human head. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it was a circle <laughs> thing. It was something used by some human heads tribe. are circular. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh, they, they I just a... wanted to really match the edutainment <laughs> theme of the thing we're talking about, so I'm trying to throw in as many science facts as I can. The so. human head. I'm doing geometry human and bio all at once. made out of 26 different bones, all fused <laughs> into a skull. Commonly um, seen in all of Shakespearean plays, dramas. <laughs> but the... And also a ghost rider. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Same? The, the educational cartoon, Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's right. Um... But they they explore the scientific method, and it's really cool because they kind of go on like a holodeck kind of thing inside yeah. the bus, and uh, they're saying like, "Well, maybe it was used for fighting." And he's and they're like, oh, "Shit, let's try it out. Let's boom, war zone. <laughs> shit, let's try that shit out." <laughs> he just holds it up. He's like, "It's got holes in it. This is not going to work as a shield." All right, well, maybe. And they're like going through hypotheses and like collecting evidence, and I thought they did that really well. That's pretty cool. It was actually I mean, that was actually my favorite episode for a couple reasons. <laughs> they um, oh yeah they, they they found places to put in humor like the the guy who was announcing the, it was like an international competition for show and tell, mm-hmm. and it was called the I showed it to you and told you all about it cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, really that's really fun. And every other team brought a giant pumpkin. <laughs> What? <laughs> Which is funny because the first time you see it is like, oh, that's kind of cool, and the second time you're like, wait, that looks familiar, and then eventually the announcer's like, and eh, it's another giant pumpkin. That's eh, cool. <laughs> I don't Check understand that out. How did that break down in communication for the particular contest? Um, although uh, now that I think about it, there are some times where they don't get the science right. Oh yeah. Yeah, so sometimes there's a phone segment at the end of the episode where kids can, like, call in and ask the producers about some of the things in the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, like, why weren't the kids melted just from being near lava? And you just say, look at the title. (laughs) Magic school bus. Did you not get the memo? (laughs) Being jerks about it. Do you not see its face? Read a book. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... No, they 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 kind of say, yeah, you know, technically this was wrong, but it made for a better episode. So we're just going to kind of clear it up now because we don't want people writing angry letters. Oh, that's fun. So do we want to look at the uh, animation? I think so. I didn't have much to say about it, though. I'm, um, I'm... I, I thought that the most interesting parts of animation were, you know, the, the, the environments that they were in, obviously. Mm-hmm. It, it's this really nice ability. It's this really nice opportunity to bring to life some of the concepts that are so dry in a textbook. And hopefully kids watching it would be able to internalize this ability to sort of uh, contextualize new facts by being able to imagine them. Like, I remember um, when I learned about, uh, you know, how space basically travels at the speed of light, essentially. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, Einstein's... Theory, theory of general of economics, relativity. yeah. <laughs> theory of general relativity is that uh, basically, you know, I remember someone explaining it like all of space exists on this sort of three-dimensional trampoline, which drags in 
<laughs> space yeah. from, around points of great mass, which is why light gets deflected. And I didn't understand it very well before I heard that analogy to something physical that I could comprehend. It does help. It does help. Yeah, so the animation is more helpful than fun, but that's fine. <laughs> it provides a catchy backdrop. There, There is a fair mi- a bit of uh, scenery porn kind of thing going on. Yeah, that's true. And and I like the attention to detail that they give it. You know, all the planets looked the way they actually look, down to some, you know, I thought somewhat unnecessary details. When they're inside somebody, the insides look gross, but, you know, accurate. Now, Zane, when they're inside somebody, I think those are the most beautiful moments of the entire program. You want to unpack that <laughs> and explain what you mean? or No, no I, I just kind of wanted to say it. <laughs> If that's cool. Yeah. They <laughs> So um, like that one time where they get eaten and they're like, What's after the large intestine? They're like, Well That one time when they learn about making babies. <laughs> Did that happen? In my mind. In that fanfic that I looked up online. Yeah. Um So uh the only other thing I have about animation is just that Miss Frizzle's costumes are real fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And it is probably helpful in getting kids excited about science. There is a list online of every costume she's worn ranked as to how good it is. Really? Yes. Uh, should we clap? Like, is that good? Is, <laughs> I that, guess. is that cool or yeah. sad? <laughs> Yay, internet. <laughs> Just thumbs thumbs out. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything else for animation. It was, aside from its function, it was pretty much the same as other animations that I looked at. Nothing spectacular. Sure. I did have a lot for music and sound. <laughs> Zane, do you want to take this? Music and sound? The no, the really the just just the first part. Just, just the, the part music. about the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean the uh the actual you know who the sings the theme song, right? Oh my gosh, yes I do. It is Little yeah. Richard. He, <laughs> yep. Coming back once again. He was singing this about is the, the second uh, time we've seen him. He was singing about the little ducky and uh Yeah Rubber Ducky? You're the one. Yep, yeah. and he, he's coming back to sing about the magic school bus. Yeah, telling me to spank some plankton. <laughs> he's got that classic, like, breathing inward, high-pitched like, like the, <laughs> like the singer of the Cranberries does. <laughs> yeah. That's like, once you hear that, you're like, oh, it is Little Richard. It's not just an impression. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being an adult watching this with your kid and being unable to explain how awesome the theme song is. <laughs> Yeah. I I thought that that was so that that was such an incredible thought. I, I guess you didn't have the same attachment to it. But I did. I, that I was, was great. I was distracted because I wanted to look up that list again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's okay. Uh, um, did you want it? I'm looking at it right now. now. Oh, great. What was number one? Uh, that was the molecule episode where they're washing some person's car. She looks like she's from Saturday Night Fever, <laughs> but with like molecules yep. everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Do you have anything about music and sound? I've got a couple others, but I'd love to give um, you the shot. They, they have, you know, in the same way that Tiny Toon Adventures did, they have some famous clips of music. Um, yeah. But they've changed it into a more whimsical or sort of, you know, toned down version, something that you could play on like a little synthesizer. Yeah, they, they, a lot of the instrumental riffs are really appealing. Um, remember how I said in Kim Possible that it had more like, tonal riffs rather than actual music Mm -hmm. yeah this is very similar to that like that's how they use music here they'll have like a marimba riff or a drum roll or some trombone slapstick and it's just like basically any sound clip that you can take from the three stooges (laughs) right they they, they do that here 
They're, but they're way better educated than the Three Stooges. Um, yeah, you, you know what? Maybe so. I think Three Stooges are probably uh, more knowledgeable in physics, <laughs> given how much they punch each other and fall down. But beyond that, you might be right. Did you know that a contusion looks like this? <laughs> Chowder head. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Um, yeah, I I really liked all the music. There's a nice little uh, there's at one point a cool techno remix of the Magic School Bus theme. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a couple other variations on that Magic School Bus theme in a sort of uh, et- Eternia way from a uh, He Man. Um, I really appreciate oh, yeah. when the cre- creators of children's shows try to open up young minds to different kinds of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this I mean, is it's definitely... educating to science, and it's also giving you a look into diversity in music and cultures, and it's it's really nice. Yeah, they 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 really again they the knew what they were doing, <laughs> which you know is not always obvious given how many times they j- kind of rehash the same kind of discovery. I, I didn't find that to be all that prevalent. It seems like that was a very, uh, uh, it was it came to the fore in your in your study of this. I just I'm trying to think of how many times I saw the same basic like, hey guys, dinosaurs. Hey guys, planets. Hey guys, <laughs> the body. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, they do have a little fluttering sound whenever there's a discovery, like whenever they like figure something out. Yeah. Listen. Whenever yeah, whenever Conan discovers who the killer is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all I have for music and sound. This is actually not much to talk about other than the tone of the show and just things that you say about edutainment in general. There's not a lot else to this show, really. For uh, there's there is a couple extra details that I wanted to bring up. Please do. Which which is one I just wanted to say, uh I hope that the revival for Netflix in 2016 goes well. I have high but reasonably cautious hopes about it <laughs> and i just I, i'm wondering when we when it comes out how much of those things that we said was good about uh children's edutainment in this episode how many of those things are still true in the reboot sure and i'm interested to see how that goes and it's not like the the old version looks bad by any modern stretch i mean no it, i it's perfectly pleasant it's not a dated style you know Mm-mm. Just the and I actually sorry going back to animation slightly totally fine isn't the, it Hanna Barbera? It's it's not but they do have realistic body proportions which for me always is a is a point in this sort of thing it's a point in its favor if you're trying to get <laughs> the audience to like feel something with them like uh, yeah relate to them yeah empathize sure I guess relate to them is better in this context go on that was it. Oh yeah, no, you're 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 totally right. It's not a show for you know. Um, it's not a it's not a show based around its fantastic elements. It's a show based around the cool things in reality. Um, so in that, it's probably helpful to have realistic body proportions to keep it from being too zany. It's kind of like a like um, <clears throat> you know, you go to a science museum and they have these kind of guided tours. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those, except way more efficient. Yeah. Like what? You're gonna give me a, you know, a guidebook on different mushrooms? No, shrink me down. Let me go inside each one. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's it's not a thing that can happen. Um, but it's fun to think about what it would be like if it did. Which is basically just the plot of the show, and I feel like an idiot for pointing it out like if, that. If you could go on any magic school bus field trip to study mm-hmm. something, what would it be? My own dick. 
<laughs> Obviously. <laughs> You've not... <laughs> you, you haven't depleted <laughs> the mysteries of it? <laughs> I, I, I wish I had taken more time to answer. <laughs> I don't know. Can I retract my choice? I, I just That's just my like my reflex joke <laughs> gland like kicked into overdrive. I, I feel like if you had like... You Maybe know, you global ru- warming. You you rub a lamp, and then, and then the genie is like, "What is your? What are your three wishes? My dick. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> my own dick. <laughs> uh, Maybe ooh, like you know what? I wouldn't mind them. Uh, I wouldn't mind them doing an evolution episode. I think that would do a lot. Did they, I think that would do they, really well? Did they do one? I don't know. Let me we'll look it up real quick. Talk about some. Oh, I'm just gonna put some music on over this. I like how on the Wikipedia list of episodes they have a title and a topic, so it's really easy to figure out like what they're trying to talk about. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't see any on ants. evolution. Yeah, uh, it is there. There's animal habitats. Yeah, that is really helpful. Isn't it? If you're interested in something and you're a kid and you're listening to our, you know, kid-friendly podcast, um, go ahead and go on to Wikipedia and just look at these different oh they do have a forces episode that's awesome i I like i like how specific some are in general some other ones are physics or ants (laughs) color versus salmon migration salmon migration that's a good one one right that's something that everyone learns about and no one knows why they have to learn about it (laughs) they go upstream for some reason because they're they think they're better than you My Facebook currently thinks I'm way smarter than I am because I've been looking up Magic School Bus episodes. (laughs) So they keeps on trying to like me to like a bunch of, you know, ecology websites. Yeah. Yeah, I I think an evolution one would would be really good. And I feel like it's something that they could do. They could do well. They could do it now. Yeah, I I think so as well. Um, I saw one that they did on computers that talked about like how the computer works. mm -hmm. Um but they're That's ba- a hard one to they do. Ba- they basically just kind of like they went through like the transistor and the motherboard and the CPU, and they basically mm-hmm. just said, "But remember, the computer's only as smart as the person programming it." And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." They used a floppy disk. I'm like, "Whoa, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm awake now." <laughs> yeah, uh, but I would have <laughs> them to Bracing. do something about uh, programming in the code language. What's that? I would have liked it if they had gone and, and explained something about like programming and the way that uh, computer code is is phrased. Yeah, coding wasn't really a viable thing to teach kids back then. There just <laughs> nope. wasn't that many opportunities to. It, it wasn't as obvious back then what how prevalent programmers would be sure. <laughs> ten years down the line. I think. Sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. To, to talk about the one one other thing, just extra details. We should talk about the Captain Planet theory. <laughs> why don't why don't you bring this one in? All right. So the Captain Planet theory is that um, the kids from the Magic School Bus eventually grew up into the kids from Captain Planet, which is referenced by this awesome image, which shows five of the ethnicities and general, you know, uh, yeah, just the Match- matching just basically mathing, matching ethnicities and, and ages and genders of the kids from the Magic School Bus. Like uh, Arnold becomes Wheeler. Um, you know, and just keep going down the line. Link, or, uh, I don't remember who it was, Cindy or something, becomes Linka. I don't remember Ralph, any others. Ralphie becomes TJ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, th- yeah, they had to, they had a foreign exchange program with a couple <laughs> other shows. Um, and the reason that this doesn't make any sense at all, <laughs> it, well, for one, different names. Well, let me, um, let me, <laughs> somebody's no, like, no, 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 no. Let me, oh, let me tell amnesia. you the theory. Let me tell you the theory. <laughs> all um, right. <laughs> the theory is that Gaia, 
the the spirit which uh, powers Captain Planet in the Captain Planet universe kidnaps the kids onto an island where they are given mag where they where they, wherein they are given amnesia <laughs> as memories. she assumed the form of one Miss Frizzle and she teaches them about you know ecology and science to try to make them more environmentally aware before eventually conducting them as sleeper agents in the battle against you know corporations and whatnot. So. The amnesia does make sense <laughs> from that standpoint. I don't doubt that Ms. Frizzle and Gaia are working together in some way. Yeah, their agendas are the same. Big problem. Uh, Captain Planet came out about a decade before this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the logistics <laughs> do break down, but it is kind of awesome. It's pretty neat. I do like do it a you, lot. There's a YouTube channel um, for, for from Frederator, whatever they're youtube channel is yeah uh which is pretty awesome that they have a youtube channel it's called cartoon conspiracy and it basically goes through cracked lists and buzzfeed lists like this and just says does this does the case hold water <laughs> and what they what they find was that this one doesn't make a lot of sense based on the logistics that you spoke of it doesn't make sense because ralphie just seemed to disappear from the face of the earth um as <laughs> well as keisha um actually i think ralphie became a villain and the personalities don't line up at all. So it's just right. kind of, you know, one person uses... <laughs> it's kind of racist. It's not racist so much as they were both using the same uh, the same uh, demographic formula to, sure. to reach a bunch of kids. Again, I do think that Magic School Bus did it much more tastefully than, you right. know, Kwame and Linka talking about, like, you know, Mother Russia and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it it is... It is too much of a stretch to have it be an actual possibility, but it's, it's it's a cool image, and I like the fact that there's this cartoon conspiracy website for us to now look at when we review our cartoons. Um, I really like that one YouTube video where it's the Magic School Bus live-action fake trailer. Oh, man, <laughs> I saw that. Did you see the Hey Arnold one? I did. Those <laughs> are good. I wish there were more. I couldn't find a bunch of them. I couldn't find too many. Yeah, but, uh, in, in it's basically fake... what we're doing, but just much put better. To... Yeah, it's basically any of our skits, but actually well thought out and animate and uh, you know with the with a visual medium. Yeah, it's great. It's like Miss Frizzle is dead, but they find some like skull earrings, and it's like, oh, this is part of a costume. She wants us to go on another field trip. <laughs> They're all grown up, and Arnold doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> They're getting the band back together. It's really yeah, good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You guys should definitely, definitely watch check it. it. Out. I think my um, favorite one was the Hey Arnold one, where Helga is this, like, psychotic murderess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, th this is pretty good. I, you know, I, I like this show. I like the education aspect of it. I've never heard anybody speak ill of this show, oddly enough. I don't, I don't think I'd enjoy watching it, but I would love to show my kids it. Sure. Because I think that it will entice them to science better than I ever could. At least, you know, because I'm not a TV. And there's just right. no contest a lot of the time with kids. The box is glowing. <laughs> the box is glowing. Look at all them. Look at all them pretty colors. Tom Hanks's voice is in there. It's great. <laughs> okay, so um, why don't we close up shop? Because I think I need to get going. Yeah. So what do we have to do next time? We are doing the tick next time, and what do we have after that? Whoa, whoa! You're glossing right over the tick. The color. I, I, we'll, have, we'll you, have you watched any of it yet? I haven't. I'm like okay. I guess we should talk about how our schedule is going to plan out. Uh, Zane and I are on vacation next week, so we will not be able to give you another episode next week. However, we're coming back with the tick, so just hold your horses. Go listen to He-Man again. That was a great episode. <laughs> you hadn't, uh, 
You haven't seen any Tick? I have not. I watched a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah? It's not Freakazoid, but it satisfies a similar itch. Yeah, it's 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 like the off-brand ointment. <laughs> it's like a CVS equivalent. The other white bloodsucker. <laughs> Mr. Pib. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Pib- we are doing Pib the and tick friends. Next, and we, we, we could not be more excited about doing the tick. But uh, I hesitate to ask, well, what are we doing after the tick? Well, I had a couple of ideas. I wanted to do something based off of a movie. Uh, Interesting. Which, right before have... our movie segment. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm really breaking ground here. <laughs> okay, so you probably uh, wanted to do like uh, an American tale, like the shorts. Uh, no. <laughs> no, a little different. So I had a couple of ideas. One that's bad, and one that's Great. not that bad. <laughs> okay. Um, and in the end, I think I'm going to have to go with the not that bad one. So we will be Wuss. checking out. <laughs> you don't want the bad one. Um, we will <laughs> be right, checking out um, Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. This is a weird animation style. I look forward to like, very different talking about. Yeah, he looks. He, he's this is like halfway to claymation, so this should be interesting. <laughs> I look yeah. forward to uh, talking down about every aspect of his personality and his catchphrases, and celebrating uh, the deuteragonist of the show, Carl. Right, <laughs> who tries so hard. And also has maybe uh, one of the better, uh, you know, you really don't, can't go wrong with cartoon dads, but this is a pretty good one. And he right. has a love of ducks that rivals my own. So we'll see. Exactly. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. We do have our bootleg segment coming up again. So everybody, if you have a, if you have an idea for a movie that you want to see reviewed, please let us know. And uh, otherwise, we'll just choose whatever we want and you might get subject to some real garbage. So we're holding, we're holding I, you hostage. I have, I have some real garbage plan. I can't wait. I can't wait. We do have the future planeteers to help clean up that garbage, so uh, I'm not too worried. But sure. yeah, if if you like us, go ahead and give us a like on Facebook or review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show, even if they're little tiny baby friends who happen to watch Magic School Bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And go, go back and watch it yourself. Yeah. You're, you're uneducated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could use a little you more learning. Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> or if if for nothing else than the intro by Sir Little Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Little Richard. Um The yeah. Littlest Prince. That's true. <laughs> the Littlest Prince. Yeah, and uh I don't know, how do we want to close this one? Well, Ben, did you know that closing episodes usually <laughs> involves <laughs> Sort of a denouement type of uh, interaction? I did not. Why don't you tell me more about it for 30 more minutes? <laughs> See, sound waves are generated when your voice... Closing up. You could call that a close call. Carlos! Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy.